Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk and Shop with Walbro. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and today I'm joined by Bob McHugh, Chris Quick, and Elton Fish. Welcome back to Chris and Bob. Nice to have you on another podcast, guys. Nice to be here. Thanks for hosting us once again. It's good to be back. Thanks, Tyler. Absolutely. And Elton, welcome as well. This is your first podcast, and uh, so we should have a, a good time here introducing Elton to the podcast process. But Elton, I'm also excited to have you on for your, for your first episode. Welcome to Talk and Shop, Elton. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm excited to have the three of you here together as we talk about this new initiative at Walbro to sell product into the power sports aftermarket as well as consumer direct. So that's where we are going with this episode today. But before we go too far, Chris, I wanted to acknowledge that you may now be the face of Walbro after your video with Boy 73 on YouTube. That's a great video. Take a minute and tell us how that came to be, as I assume not too many people working for original equipment manufacturers probably stop into Donnie's shop there in uh, Canada. So tell us a little bit more about that video and how that came about. Well, I'm not sure uh, that I've been branded the face of Walbro. That's pretty funny, but uh, Bob's coined the phrase. Um, you know, I'm only one of many with a great team around me that, uh, you know, are solid spokespersons for this great company. However, in the leadership, you can't ask the team to do things that you wouldn't do. So I try my best representing the team and company. You know, we have a few uh, very solid promoters that truly love our products. You know, some say that they wish that all products had uh, Welber carbs on them. And, you know, it's nice to hear that. So they are passionate and truly uh, a blessing as they are providing such great leadership in the market and to the consumers, along with teaching the do-it-yourselfers on how to do things more, more importantly, how to do it right. So I had the opportunity to visit uh, Donnie because I was in the area. It was a spontaneous visit and, uh, and I was welcomed with open arms. And we just did a, a video on the fly. Truly, I'm not sure uh, how many key suppliers visit, but that didn't come to mind. And I enjoyed my time collaborating with him and seeing him in his element and the passion he has to make life better, as does Walboro. I'm hoping, to, I'm very hopeful to visit others in the near future, as is important to be sure. Thanks and our support to these, uh, you know, promoters and that are doing great things for our industry. Well, I'm looking forward to receiving my uh, Chris Quick uh, cardboard cutout in the mail very, very shortly. So as the... Uh, as the new face of Walbro. So, uh, so guys, let's dive into the podcast. Now, it's, it's hard to believe that we're already into September of 2021. Time is flying, and at the same time, it's going very slowly. But how is Walbro's new aftermarket products group performing? Chris, why don't you uh, tackle this one first? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, we're, it's hard to believe, too. It's already, uh, you know, we're already in, in, you know, breaching into September, and uh, I'm just amazed. But, you know, to tell you the truth, uh, after eight months of this newly formed business unit and bringing additional staff members in, I can't say how proud I am of the team and how they embrace the, the you know the vision, strategy, define culture, and working through the tactics to make things happen. You know we are nearing the best sales ever in the history that I can look back into the data that is available. It's roughly nine years. Uh, this all in the midst of supply chain interruptions, logistic issues, resource issues, and in the midst of a global pandemic, it's just really uh, a lot of hard work of a team pulling together and being accountable to the mission and each other. Um, you know, we hit, uh, we've been hit with higher costs all the way around that, that has hurt us, but uh, from a, from a P&L perspective, but the volume demand is assisting with the pain of this uh, short term, you know. But, um, you know, this year we started off with a big strategy shift that we launched at the beginning of the year. Uh, it was expanding other market segments outside of our traditional outdoor power, outdoor power equipment. Mind you, we're not taking our, my, our eye off the ball there either. 
We're stepping up our product offerings here and collaborating with increased service and dialogue with our partners. So it's been a great uh, success story there. You know, we're also focused on new product offerings such as Power Sports, of course, the, the subject of the podcast in Marine and even uh, segueing into some automotive uh, branches. You know, bringing new products uh, to market, you know, uh, in our in our core business as well. Um, we've got Chainsaw Bar and, and Chain that's going into uh, Asia primarily. We've got propellers coming to market and hopefully in the near uh, future we can look into potential acquisitions outside of our organic growth that are strategic in nature. So we're hoping to grow that as well. You know, another thing we were looking at, to tell you the truth, is our coverage globally. We have some great coverage in, US, in the U.S. with strong partners. And even in Europe, I think we can expand further in Europe. But, uh, you know, where we really had some big gaps was in Asia. You know, uh, you know, really, uh, distributors aren't as common there, but also Canada. Uh, we really want to step it up in Canada. And also with our new product lineup, starting to gear up really to develop a new net, strong network with the right partners with our new product offerings. A lot of moving pieces and a lot of demand on the team. And I really think that's a, a really a, an understatement, but uh, really happy with what, what's going on this year. Now, Chris, are you also um, actively protecting your name, Walbro, on eBay and Amazon when it comes to misleading listings and, and things along those lines? Is that something that you're always so focused on right now? Yeah, you know, we, we, we spend a lot of resources on developing IP. And, uh, you know, it's kind of sad to see uh, that we have, I would call culprits. Um, you know, that are in the market using our brand, infringing our IP. So we have a, a, a committee uh, consisting of legal and engineering staff members, uh, you know, and Mike Patello, he's a member of our team and he continues to bird dock and highlight all these infringers, which has almost become a full-time job. You know, Elton is also working with the committee on the power uh, sports products and other products that we're taking actions on. You know, again, we spell, spend a great, great amount of resources you know, developing IP. So it's not right that others can just feel free to go to market and neglect this critical step. Uh, one, uh, this year, one initial step we've taken up most recent is we've registered our brand on Amazon. We're working to, uh, to uh, couple that up with a storefront, but registering our brand has made it a lot easier for the, those, uh, you know, taking down the copy houses using our brand and, and with bait and switch tactics and also infringing our valued IP. So, so I would say we're very focused on that and we're looking at other distributors that are using copy uh, products, especially in the power sports. So uh, we're, we're all over it. Bob and Elton, want to open the floor up to you as well, just to get your thoughts on the, the performance of the, uh, the new aftermarket uh, products group. Um, any thoughts and uh, anything you want to add to what Chris has said so far? Uh, I, I didn't want to let the, the point pass where Chris mentioned growing the distributor network. Through his visit at Donny Boy 73 there in Canada, actually a large distributor reached out and we kind of had two points of contact, one through Donny and then through, we collect leads within our own system. And uh, Chris is going to be back on vacation. As he comes back from vacation, we lined up, he gets to stop into a large Canadian distributor. So uh the unfortunate thing with the pandemic is Chris is struggling to get out of Canada, but we're going to have him running all ends of the country because Steve Small Engine out on Vancouver Island, we're going to get him out there, who's another large internet influencer. And then this other one, Canada Power Technology. So uh, he's doing a great job. But again, he is the face of Walbro. So uh, we're going <laughs> to stick with that. 
Well, and uh, Steve Small Engine Saloon, a uh, former guest on the uh, the Talking Shop uh, podcast with Bob So we can't forget that as well. That was huge. Huge. So, Bob, how is 2021 looking for Walbro's aftermarket products group? We've heard about sales growth in so many businesses. Wondering if Walbro's uh, APG is also experiencing that that same growth. We are. Chris just talked about it. We're up about 20%. Most anybody we talk to, they're all saying the same thing. Their sales are up 20 to 25%. I mean, daily we're getting notified of steel chainsaws not available. Well, when they're not available, people are working on their product. That fits right back into what we're seeing. Uh, Skag, who's a large uh, ground support company, same thing. So um, it doesn't matter if it's our distributors or our OE sales channels, both are doing really well. Uh, I will tell you the one big adjustment for Chris, we feel sorry is, He's used to seeing orders like with a six-month window where he can come in and say, yep, we've got our orders out there. Well, in the distribution side of the business, four to six weeks is all the visibility we have. So it's a lot of drop-in orders, but that's how you run your business. And I would also just add, it's not just our you know current business. We're, we're getting a lot of traction with our new product offerings. Amazing, and uh, that's really shift changing our our, our growth as well, uh, up and beyond just the abnormal demand that we're seeing due to the pandemic and, and the stay at home orders and people doing it yourself and vacationing, uh, you know, much local, uh, you know. So that's put a big demand on our OE side of the business too. You know, the likes of uh, Polaris and uh, Mercury and DRP. I mean, the list goes on. Everybody's really just, uh, you know, kind of. It's, it's kind of a pivot to how we're enjoying life these days versus traveling around the world, right? So it's really driven up uh, an on-gauge demand and there's no inventory levels still, so. I was gonna jump in, uh, Jim Kramer, who does Mad Money, if you watch him, he was interviewing the CEO of Brunswick who owns Mercury Marine. They quoted they have a two-year backlog. They figure it'll be two years before they get back to normal inventory levels. So as, before we started this podcast, Tyler, Chris, and I were talking cars. I follow mm -hmm. a podcast of a dealer in Columbus, Ohio, that the specialty is the new C8 Corvette. It's on my, my wish list. And you, know, you, you drive by a dealership and they have almost no new cars. He quoted in a video I watched yesterday, normally they have 400 vehicles on the lot, three. They have three new vehicles to sell. Wow. And, it's, and none of those are Corvettes. Those are all pre-sold. They've been pre-sold for two years. Goodness it is, gracious. It is crazy. Wow. Elton, any, uh, any follow-ups to what you've heard from, from Bob and Chris here? Yeah, I mean, it, it is just quite remarkable really to see you know how the market is going right now with the you know the supply and demand just so lopsided in so many ways it's you know it makes it really tough to to navigate uh for for businesses really challenging but uh you know i think we as as many are are, are doing pretty good at, at uh taking the ups and flows and, and working through it so we also know that Walbro is an industry leader in outdoor power equipment parts and service with excellent coverage through the original equipment parts channels, as well as Walbro central warehouse distributors. So Bob, explain the push in 2021 into power sport and marine parts and service. 
Yeah, and I I have Chris and Nelton to thank for that. So for years, we've been supplying our original equipment manufacturers in the power sport and the marine industry, and they have very strong uh, dealer channels. Many of them will sell some dealer direct, some into distribution. Um, with Chris coming on board, we now have the resources to go after that aftermarket side of the business. And it, it's been tough. And I mean, like some of our first meetings, all we were doing was flushing out a lot of these counterfeit parts and, you know, pointing out to them that they're selling product that infringes on our patents. So not that everything has been smooth, but we're getting that traction and to what Chris is saying, you know, through the course of 2021, we have knocked down some incredible new books of business and much of it coming on stream as we're speaking. Kind of dovetails into some of the supply chain issues we have. Uh, we, we're constantly trying to, you know, get all the new parts. Some of them we use in production today. Some are new parts. So we've got a lot of moving parts coming all together here in the pretty much the fourth quarter. And we have talked about supply chain issues. I cannot tell you how well Walbro's supply chain has done keeping our facilities running. I mean, when you hear Ford F-150 plant closed down, it's like, that is insane. We just heard one of our major competitors in fuel tanks has totally run out of resin. So they're, they're done. <laughs> they can't run their plants. So... Wow. But again, it, it's just a big shift for us going from just the OE side, original equipment into this aftermarket side. So meeting with a lot of companies, getting a lot of good feedback and some that are, are just not interested. So it just takes time, but we're getting there. Looking forward to our trade show in October, GIE Expo, where we will be focusing on that and many of the outdoor power equipment dealers also sell power sport and marine, so should be a good show for us. Chris Elton, any uh, follow-up on, uh, on Bob's comments there? One thing I would add is the fact that we weren't present and focused on the aftermarket side of the business and mm -hmm. other segments that we are OE. Uh, it, it's opened the door for these copy houses, so you know, shame on us. Uh, you know, but we're going to take charge of that and, and drive our destiny. And it, to, to, to Bob's point, I mean, this is. Uh, you know, it's like business development 101. We've got to go and develop the products, the networks. Um, so, so we're really focused on fast tracking that, and, uh, you know, and closing down the copy houses, uh, you know, very rapidly and uh, making sure we have product uh, into uh, the, you know, the fill uh, of the distributors so they can offer the products to consumers and get the service they, that they require. Right. And to that end, uh, Elton, I'm curious. So Walbro has intellectual property protection on a number of products in the power sport and marine markets. So it sounds like from what Chris has said that Walbro comes up against companies infringing on your, your intellectual property on a regular basis. Elton, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Uh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, we, we do have quite a bit of, of uh, infringement um, where we've in encountered that. Um, and as you can imagine, we go through great effort and expense, as Chris mentioned earlier, to ensure that our designs are intellectually protected as much as possible. So, you know, we do have quite a bit of IP in our products, not just in our power sport and marine, but really across all of our products. And, you know, there's just so much activity in the, in the market, uh, in the aftermarket arena, especially 
um, that it's very challenging for us to keep up with all the products that are released out there. But we're certainly trying to make a concerted effort to protect our designs and IP investments. And we've identified a number of cases where we found companies infringing on our IP, you know, and we, we aim to vigorously defend our products as, as you know, we really should. Um, in most cases where we find the infringements, the offending company really has no idea they're even infringing. Um, you know, it seems that uh, IP is rarely taken into consideration in the aftermarket arena. Um, for the most part, our defense starts with a simple notification to make them aware, you know, the issue. And in a lot of cases, we just want them to know that we're willing to work with them even, you know, to support and supply our authentic products. So it's not just about defending RP, but also about trying to use it to forge some good partnerships and alliances where it makes sense. I was checking LinkedIn the other day and it was just a, a person, Chinese, that said, oh, reach out to me. Uh, we have steel carburetors. Well, anybody in outdoor power that defends their IP is steel. I mean, they're they're definitely vigorously defending. And an ex-employee of Walbro reached out and said, how do you sell steel copy with all their IP? One word response, aftermarket. They believe that they believe that steel wouldn't come after them. And it's like, wow. But it's just it's just what Elton said. You know, they don't know. We send a nice letter from our attorney, and many of them then come back, oh, you know, I'm sorry, but then they want to sell their inventory, and that's kind of where the negotiation starts, because that's taking money right out of our back pocket. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let, let, as we move on and, and talk a little bit more about the power sports side of things, are any of Walbro's original equipment customers taking exception to Walbro moving into these new power sports sales channels? Uh, Chris, you have any thoughts on that? Well, I would tell you that uh, they, they shouldn't, especially when others are selling <clears throat> their products and infringing our IP, number one. Number two, uh, we're very sensitive to where we fund all the assets. Um, that's the ones we're going to offer to market. So there's no uh, conflicts, right? So we're, we're, our customers are paid for tooling. We will stay out of those uh, product lines. So it's really where, you know, Walbro has funded, like I give you an example, we put a lot of effort into coming up. And I think Elton was part of that when he was in the other side of the business in the fuel systems group, um, developing a kind of a universal, and I, and I, for those that wouldn't understand that, it's kind of like a Lego type using standardized components that we can build different architectures. And uh, we, we funded, uh, you know, multiple lines. So we're feeding OE. And, uh, you know, so we fully funded that from a Walbro perspective. So there is no issues for conflict. And when we do have tooling, uh, perhaps confusion or lack of clarity, or in the event that the customer does own that tooling, we would always seek permission to make sure that we would go forward with their blessings prior to bringing it to market. So there's a couple of those examples we're working on now and uh, where something was, uh, uh, you know, where uh, a product was uh, stopped in production. There's a lot of assets sitting just idle. And uh, so we're gonna go forward and ask them permission to, to offer it to the, to the distributed base. So, you know, so there's different uh, realms there. We've also got strategic partnerships that we're developing Walbro product with. Uh, yeah, so we're doing a lot, uh, but yeah, we're, we're not here. Uh, we have great partnerships. We've got a great reputation, great quality uh, with our OEs. And uh, yeah, we would never jeopardize that. So uh, yeah, so I think in case 
we own the assets, we have every obligation to bring it to market and offer it to the consumer base outside their channels. The only thing I would add is that in the last few years, I think as markets have gotten smaller, namely the outdoor power equipment side with battery technology taking over, people are looking at the parts and service just as Chris said, you know, we didn't do a good job. We do a good job of servicing it, but we didn't spend enough time growing it, cultivating it. So our customers are doing the same thing. That's outdoor power equipment. That's power sport. That's marine. Because they are lucrative markets for the companies. Yeah, I think it's, you know, like like uh, Chris said, you know, we're, we're very careful on, on what we're pursuing and you know, confidentiality and proprietary um, stuff. We're, you know, we're all over that. We we understand that. So we're only we're only out to uh, pursue what what we uh, rightfully you know own for design. So I think that's uh, a pretty good method. So Bob, does Walbro foresee selling power sport and marine products online with Walbro's new B two B and B two C site? Absolutely. Just uh, I think we've got fourteen products of. They're called pump flange assemblies up now, and Elton has another 10 coming behind it. Now, that's in comparison with thousands of carburetors that we've had over the years. So as Elton's saying, we're selectively going through those products, adding them out onto our website. And it's it's a big shift for Walbro. We've always been very good at giving a consumer or even our distributors, they use these sites every day to look up a carburetor, a fuel filter, a pump flange assembly. They can quickly go out and look, but the big thing going forward is a consumer can go ahead and order a whole good. We've never sold whole goods like a pump flange assembly. You can go into our site now. We've got drop-down menus. Go into the uh, power sport side. You can choose a fuel tank. You can choose a pump flange assembly. Look at the part tells you the year, the, uh, the the model, you can add it to your cart and out the door you go. So that's, that's a big shift. I mean, I'm just really excited to see see the progress that we're making on that. I mean, you know, it is quite a, quite a big step for, for Walbro to proceed in that direction. It's just, it's different and it's, uh, you know, quite overdue, honestly. I would just add that we, you know, we had a vision uh, looking at our, you know, I would say outdated uh, online Shopify offerings and really took a step in the beginning of the year, about even prior to the beginning of the year to say, what does this look like? We want to improve the customer buying experience, uh, make it easy for them to buy. Uh, and, you know, and, and we've gone from somewhere in the like, likelihood of uh, 49 products to, you know, thousands of part, parts that we're offering now. Um, you know, and ease of lookup and ease of purchase. So we still got a lot of work to do. This has been a big task amongst all the other things we're doing, but we're making great progress. And uh, I, I'm very hopeful by the end of the year, we're going to have a very mature site. And, you know, Elton's going to have, you know, another 60 products up there from a power sports marine application perspective. The pressure's on. One of our metrics we do measure is how many parts are we releasing on a quarterly basis? Uh, and there's a target set. So we got accountability in our culture, and uh, I think we're doing a great job. We got a constant pipeline of new products that we're working on and ideas how, how to bring to market. What's next? We're prioritizing by install base, 
you know, what would be the revenue stream uh, as a result of a certain fallout. So we're really taking the right steps from a business uh, mythology to go and launch all these products as well. So I'm quite excited. Now, Elton, to that end, uh, can you talk us through uh, whether or not Walbro is planning to sell only products that you sell to your original equipment customers, or are there plans in place to offer additional products to the market? Yeah, we're certainly working, you know, as we mentioned, to get get our original equipment products out there. But yeah, in fact, we're also releasing some additional products that aren't, you know, in our uh, OE product uh, portfolio. Um, you know, we're working with a, a key supplier and releasing some new products for Walgo that will backfit some of the large installed bases of products that are out in the market today. Uh, for example, we have a new small vapor separator that's uh, compatible with a large number of ground support engines out in the market, as well as some new fuel pump kits and fuel pump flange assemblies that will also backfit into some popular power sports products. Um, these aren't necessarily original equipment designs for us, but we certainly have, you know, some expertise in the products and, and know what's necessary to manufacture and distribute the high quality parts. And our mission is to bring the same high level of quality and product performance with these products as we do with our original designs. He knocked that one out of the park. He took the, <laughs> you know, every, uh, you know, great. Uh, I think it's a great analogy of where we're heading and, uh, and, and thanks you know, to Elton and the team uh, for driving some of the stuff and, and uh, the pressure's on and he's standing, he, I mean, he has stood up and uh, I'm very, very proud of what we're doing here and uh, hats off to, to our team. We've got a lot of work to do to market, bring it to market, um, you know, again, uh, improve our distribution um, network in these fields and, um, but Got to have the products to do that. So I'm so excited what we're doing and bringing products to market. And he has, so far, uh, first two quarters, he 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 exceeded his metric. So uh, great job. No, and I was going to add just that that uh, his job's done. Now it falls to me in sales and marketing. So Elton's job will never be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, with his key not. metrics, with the metrics. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we have covered a lot of uh, excellent ground here today, and you guys have uh, have really explained things um, in an excellent way. It's been, it's been a blast getting to learn a little bit more about the latest going on at Walbro. So before we wrap things up, Chris, do you have any closing thoughts here that you want to you wanna leave us with here today? I think we captured the, the essence, but I would just tell you that we're very much focused and passionate on building our business in areas where we were delinquent and uh, sort of say, and especially where we were tier one, you know, frustrated that others have copied our products to our lack of presence, um, you know, but we are focused on expanding our brand and networks with strong product performance and quality that's clearly recognized and valued, you know, in the marketplace today. You know, we feel it's a great opportunity to grow with our valued partners that we've had longstanding relationships and the ones that are forthcoming that we will develop. You know, lastly, I, I think, you know, Bob touched on it. You know, it's been a couple of years uh, since the GIE Expo. You know, we're six and a half weeks away. It's going to be wonderful to, to have human interaction. And, uh, you know, I would tell you, we revived, uh, revived our booth after a couple of years and, uh, and product line. And we cannot wait to collaborate with the industry and our partners with rolling out our vision and our new distribution and manufacturing center coming soon. We'll talk about that and where we're heading with our future plans. So we're just, we're just, um, you know, we're really tickled pink. It's been a lot of extra work getting all the planning and, uh, you know, readiness for, for the GIE Expo, but uh, especially with the, with the transition and the complete booth, 
updating that. You'll see other aspects of Walboro from a fuel systems and management, talking about sustainable uh, future power and how we're going to, you know, really go focus on that for our future. So there's a lot of great things going to be exposed there. Um, I'm super excited and pumped about it. Plus, you can go and get your picture taken with the face of uh, of Walbro. So hard to hard to beat that at uh, well, GIE. You might have some surprises there, Tyler. And I think you're joining us, right? Is oh, it, or I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll have to see. I, I hope so, but uh, uh, you know, we might have some surprises there in terms of podcasts with some other, you know, um, folks that are really promoting us. So I love it. I love it, uh, Bob and Hilton. Any uh, any final thoughts? Enjoyed doing the yeah. podcast. We definitely want to get the word out about the move into the power sports. And I think that's what we did. Tyler, always a pleasure. Uh, you do a great job hosting these. And uh, uh, thanks for your time and, and efforts uh, in preparing us for this. Well, it's always a blast getting a chance to talk to you guys. And uh, and I look forward to future episodes of Talk and Shop. Hopefully some in person coming up in the very near future. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning into this episode of Talk and Shop with Walbro. Of course, make sure to go check out the website like the guys were saying. And we'll talk to you again very soon on another episode of the show. But until then, for my guests today, Bob, Chris, and Elton, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.